something to say. Hello everybody and welcome to Project Shadow episode 552, Robin Williams in Light and Shadows. Yeah, I originally intended for this episode to be recorded and to come out yesterday, but just as I sat down to record, uh, the news broke. And to be quite honest, it devastated me on so many fronts. I'm a huge fan of Robin Williams and have been literally for my entire life. And that's one of those things that isn't even hyperbole or using that word wrong. I was born in 1976 and I have distinct memories as a little, little kid sitting around and watching happy days and Mork and Mindy had loved Mork and Mindy. And I just, the Popeye movie was one of my absolute favorite things. I used to watch that all the time. I remember being so excited every time it came on TV and I would just sit down and watch it and reenact it. And yeah, it it really affected me in such a deep way and on so many different levels. And I know it did all of you too, because Robin Williams is one of those brilliant actors that can make you laugh. He can make you cry. And I know I'm not saying anything that, you know, hasn't been said before, but as someone who suffers from depression from time to time and, you know, has had suicidal thoughts in my past, watching anyone or hearing about anyone succumbing to that darkness, it's, it's even... It's personally painful because I know at least what I felt like when I was in some of those really dark holes. I I know what I felt like when all of my hope was gone and exhausted and just the cold, dark isolation of it all. And it really hurts to see anyone or hear about anyone that gets into that kind of a dark place. And this isn't going to be one of those times where I say something like, well, if only he had this, that, or the other. No, no. I mean, the only thing that really saved me was I had a lot of very, what's the word? Obtrusive friends that kept, pushing themselves in my life and wouldn't let me go, wouldn't let me be alone. And in the several really, really dark times that I've had, they watched over me like guardian angels, and I'm so grateful for them. And I just... The world lost something great when Robin Williams died. And he is the type of person that we will never see again. And again, I don't think that's hyperbole. I can't think of another actor that has that ability to be funny. I mean, he was naturally funny. If you watched any of his stand-up, you know how just 
I mean, like, pause the video so I can catch my breath. Funny he was. And yet he could play a role that just broke your heart. He, he was able to touch audiences and touch me in ways that are really, really hard to put into words. So my, my thoughts and prayers go out to the Williams family and everybody touched by this great tragedy. And I just have to say, as someone who has suffered from depression, if you're listening to this right now and you're having any kinds of dark thoughts, any kind of thoughts about ending your life, seek help. It's not worth it. You, you have to find somebody that you trust that will listen to you and get the help that you need, please. Life does get better. It does seem really, really dark sometimes, but trust me, there is a light on the other side of that. There is a day when color can come back into your life and it will cease feeling and being so gray and dead and cold. It can happen. So <laughs> seek help if you need to. And even if you don't think you need to, just talk to somebody about it because you never, the world needs us. Each of us have something special to give and you need to be sure you're sharing what it is that you're here to share. And now for something completely different, because I really think we need something completely different after that. By Grabthar's Hammer reads the headline over at Gamma Squad. Here are some interesting facts and things that you may not know about Galaxy Quest. I love Galaxy Quest. I would love to see them actually do a TV series based on the idea of Galaxy Quest. And, like, do, like, a split show where part of it is them actually shooting the voyages continue, and the rest of it is their madcap crazy adventures in space. I think that would be awesome. I'm a huge fan of the series, and I would love to see a sequel get made. All of the stars have been clamoring for a while now to actually get one made. And I, 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 I just love the show. Now, some of the things that I was not aware of, the first one that just amazed me is that Tim Allen's role as the commander was originally offered to Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, and Kevin Klein. And all I can do when I hear that list is think about the three completely different movies this would have turned out being if any of them any of the other ones had picked up the film. Because I, I don't think the film really would have worked with Kevin Klein. I love Kevin Klein. He's done some good movies, and he can be funny. But I, 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 I'm, he would have brought more, I feel, of a bumbling nature to the, to the movie and to the role of the commander that would have changed him so much. I'm not sure if the contrast would have been there with that would have been necessary for some of the others. I, I have to say, while I know he is a complete jack, I, I kind of like the idea of Alec Baldwin doing it more than Steve Martin. I think Steve Martin would have been really funny in the part. I think it would have been much more Shatner-esque in more ways if Steve Martin would have done it. But having 
watched 30 Rock and having been a, such a huge fan of 30 Rock, that brilliant pretension that Alec Baldwin brought to the role of Jack Donaghy on that show, I, I think that would have been a very interesting thing to see in The Commander. I think of, of the three others that were brought up for the role, I, I think, in my opinion, Alec Baldwin may have been the more interesting one of the possible films that could have gotten made. But that's always hard to say when, you know, it's something that doesn't really happen. <laughs> um, the idea that Paul Rudd had auditioned for the movie, I think is really funny. The role I would have loved to have seen him in, actually, is not the role that Sam Rockwell had in the movie, but the role that Justin Long had. I, I'm not sure exactly what Paul Rudd's age would have been at the time, but I think the idea of seeing him play this crazy, whacked-out fan, and Justin Long did a great job, but if, if he was to replace anyone in the cast, I think the Justin Long character is something that would have just been hilarious to see Paul Rudd do. But, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, this is one of those films that... You know, I'm not going to go through the whole list. You can go to the show notes, show notes over at Project Shadow and take a look at them. But the idea that, you know, I mean, Sigourney Weaver's character, it, it just, it, it, it is such a wonderful thing to see someone like Sigourney Weaver, who we know for playing all of these amazingly strong women, play an amazingly strong woman who is forced to play a ditzy blonde. And the, that internal struggle that that developed in her, just, it, it makes me laugh every time I watch it. It was a really good film. If you have never seen Galaxy Quest, you seriously need to watch it if you're a sci-fi fan at all. Especially if you're a fan of things like Star Trek and, you know, those types of TV shows. Because it is a send-up. The, the movie starts at a convention where they're going to meet the cast of their canceled show and goes on from there hijinks ensue I, I do hope they get another movie though i really really hope they get another movie speaking of getting another movie um the link magically disappeared off of the website so i don't know what lightning of god thing struck them and made them take it down if it was not true, or if the studio was like, nope, 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 nobody's supposed to know about that, and made them take it down. But I saw several sites the other day reporting that J. Michael Straczynski is working on a reboot of ba um, Babylon 5, this time as a movie franchise. Oh, <laughs> that just makes my whole body go woo. I love Babylon 5, and again, it's one of those shows, if you haven't seen it, you really should see it. I would start with the second season, because the first season was him trying to prove that it could be a show, and there are a lot of cast changes that happen between season one and season two, and the main story arc really picks up in season two. If you like the show, then it's worth going back and seeing some of the continuity and some of the earlier things that happened in season one. But I think season one is a harder place for a lot of people to get into because, you know, before Bruce Boxleitner took over the show, the, the show was, you know, I'll admit it, it was fairly hard to watch in a lot of ways. But the show 
you know, I love Sinclair, don't get me wrong, I'm not attacking the character of Jeffrey Sinclair, but I, I think the show really took off from the second season and went on from there. The brilliant thing about Babylon 5 is that it was the only TV show that, TV show that I know of that was actually outlined like a book. He had story arcs for each of the five seasons that he had outlined, and he actually got to tell the story that he wanted to do, and it is like watching a video novel. There are things that are set up in the first TV, in the pilot, that don't pay off until season three, season four, and when you see them, you kind of remember them, and you go back and you watch the pilot again, and you're just blown away that, wow, this was all interconnected all the way from the beginning, and he had this story completely figured out. I would love to see this as a movie. There were talks for a while, a couple years back, about a film project called In Memory of Shadows, or Of Memory of Shadows. If this is that, um, some of the things that I heard about that could be really interesting, but I would actually like to see the story go in a new way. I, I think... The, the spinoffs have never been given good time slots to air in. I mean, for goodness sakes, they aired the pilot for Legend of the Rangers up against the World Series and then wondered why it didn't have good ratings. Okay, well, that doesn't really make sense why you would be surprised, but needless to say, they were. So I, I hope that those rumors were true. I don't know why they disappeared. I don't like it when blog posts disappear. I think if you find out found out that something was wrong or you were asked to take something down, you should put a filler page up that at least says, sorry, what you came for is no longer here because the studio asked us to take it down. Or, you know, we found out that this was based on a faulty rumor and we're sorry or something. I don't, I don't know why it got taken down, but... I'm not able to put a link to that in the show notes. If anybody has any good, reliable links for that, do let me know. And just put them in the comments on the episode. That would be awesome. Blaster is, is, um, has up some pic for some of the first pictures of Wentworth Miller as Leonard Snart, Captain Cold for the new Flash series. I could not be more excited about this unless it was for an actual Green Lantern series. And... I guess I should say, unless it was a Kyle Rayner <laughs> or an Earth 2 Green Lantern series, because as you guys know, I mean, Green Lantern is my lady jam, but I Green Arrow, I was n never a fan of, and I only watched the TV show because I was familiar with Stephen Amell's work from some let's just say, less than reputable movies he had done and thought that he was very attractive. And I really wanted a superhero show to succeed on television. And I saw that Mark Guggenheim had something to do with it, and he is just brilliant. And I fell in love with Arrow. I've watched all of Arrow. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for the next season to start. I really like the setup for... Barry Allen and what they're doing with The Flash, and I have really high hopes for the show. The one thing that could be a real break for me is if they don't do Firestorm right, because I love Firestorm. Firestorm is one of those characters for me that I just absolutely love. So hopefully, I mean, they announced that he's coming on the show, and he's going to be played by Robbie ML, and that's kind of awesome and everything, but if he doesn't look right... I'm sorry, I want his hair to be on fire. 
That, that to me is the biggest thing. Like the costume, they can do a lot of things with, and I can be very forgiving about that. But the one thing that was always so visually striking to me about Firestorm is that his hair was fire. And I want them to do that on the show. It doesn't have to necessarily be fire the whole time. Like, they could have him outside of being Firestorm not have the fiery hair. And then when he's in the costume and all, you know, souped up and using the Firestorm Matrix to change the world, have his hair be on fire. But his hair has to be on fire. (laughs) That's such a weird deal breaker for me. But... Yeah, his, his, it's kind of like when I see anything with the Green, Green Lantern, and you know, the first thing that I think of in my head is Kilowog better call somebody a poozer at some point. Because believe it or not, that hasn't always happened. But I, the, the pictures of Wentworth Miller are... I mean, he's a really good actor, and I like that he's coming in. I, I, I can't say that I'm super enthused by these pictures, because, well, he just kind of looks like a graying Captain Jack Harkness, which is a fun reference because, as you know, love Torchwood. And I think that's one of the things that really got me hooked into Arrow is when I saw Job Behrman. And I love that he's coming back as a cast regular in the next season. But he, it's just him with kind of frosted hair walking in this trench coat and slacks. Eh. I mean, it's nice and all. It's interesting. If this is the costume that they're going for, it kind of hints at what I've been expecting is they're really going to be toning down the characters, even if they are going to be giving them actual superpowers. Though I can't wait to see the actual origin story for the Flash costume, which I hope is really fun just because of the the whole thing that he went through with Arrow on the other show about him not wearing a mask and making him the mask and all that. And I, I, it, he seems like a comic book fan. The character does the way they're portraying Barry Allen. And he seems to have thought it out a lot. And I just want to see like him madly drawing out pictures and finally coming to what he would look like, what would make him look cool and kind of scary to villains and stuff. I just, I really want that scene. And I hope, it's in the show. I haven't seen any of the leaked episodes, if you're wondering. And if you do comment on this episode, please don't put anything in for the spoiler. That it would be spoilers, just in case other people don't know and haven't seen them either. October 7th, in so many ways, just can't get here fast enough. I want to see this show. And I... I I, I don't want you to get me wrong that I'm like unhappy that Wentworth Miller is going to be in the show. I think he's a good actor. Um, I think he plays a very specific kind of villain. It's just these particular images. It's hard to get all excited and amped up about it's a guy in a trench coat. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's nothing, to, there's no, as Jim Henson would say, there's no handle there for me to really grab onto and go. But I don't know, maybe this is him not in his supervillain mode or at the beginning of his supervillain mode and his whole shtick is not going to be, hey, look at me, I've got on a blue overcoat. I included this in the um, show more or less just to talk about Green Arrow and Flash because we haven't really had a chance to talk about them. And I would love to get your questions about that. Over at Trek Today, 
they're reporting that Michael Dorn has written a pilot and is pressing for a Dorn, I'm sorry, as a Worf as Captain series. First of all, love Klingons. Worf was one of my favorite characters on The Next Generation, second only probably to Data. Um, yes, do this. Just ignore the J.J. Abrams films. I mean, you can even do it as a reboot. Like, let this show bring Worf and the other characters in, maybe even some of the actors from the original series, and let it give a spin on the setting in its own way. But the J.J. Abrams movies are so atrociously bad as far as... They're stock standard sci-fi films, and that is something you should never, ever be able to say about a Star Trek film. Um, yeah, let Michael Dorn do this. Even if you don't let him play Worf, if you wanted to cast somebody else for it, I'd even be fine with that. I, I, I need my Star Trek. I need real Star Trek. Please, please, somebody, if any of the fates... Oh, great bird of the galaxy, if you can hear me, let there be good Star Trek again soon. Ah, uh, needs it. Needs it. As you know, I like to end these shows with something really, really happy. And if dreaming of new, awesome Star Trek isn't happy enough for you, according to MovieWeb and a lot of other sources, Michael Bay is considering not directing the next Transformers movie. Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's with a big kitty. I love Transformers. Huge fan as I was a kid. I even, I've kept up with the cartoons as I've gotten older, and I have to say, the whole Beast Hunter thing is just awesome. The thing that they're doing now with the Transformers Prime. I love it. But, yeah. I, I enjoy the Michael Bay movies in that I came in with expectations of them just being giant killer robots blowing up things. And pretty much that's what I got. I got giant killer robots blowing up things. I think that they over-focused on Shia LaBeouf in the first three, and I haven't seen the Mark Wahlberg one yet. I just couldn't bring myself to go to the theater as much as I wanted to see Optimus Prime riding on Grimlock. That just... I don't know why I had never seen that before. That excites me. I, I couldn't get over the fact that I felt that I was going to be watching a Mark Wahlberg movie with Transformers in it. And from all the reviews I saw, that's exactly what it was. It was a Mark Wahlberg movie with Transformers in it? Uh, I want a Transformers movie. And sure, you can put Mark Wahlberg in it. But I want a Transformers movie. It's the same reason I've decided not to go watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, because I, I expect to like it because it's a Michael Bay thing, and I'll have certain expectations going in that it's going to be a lot about Megan Fox and her butt, because it's a Michael Bay film, but I don't expect to fall head over heels in love with it. Um, yeah, the sooner we can get Michael Bay away from the Transformers movies, I think the better. I don't know who I'd want to direct them. I, I really gave that a lot of thought. Don't know who I would want to step in. The only person I could even think of that I would like to see attached, maybe as an executive producer or something, would be Guillermo del Toro, because Pacific Rim was amazing. 
and well, almost every Guillermo del Toro movie is amazing, and he's figured out a way to do giant killer robots in a way that's really fun. So maybe he could do a decent Transformers movie. I don't think it's going to have time because he's doing a lot of things, including Pacific Rim 2, which I am so giddy about. <sighs> I don't know who. Who would you like to see direct this? Leave a comment over at projectshadow.com in the show notes and let me know. I would really be interested in getting some names out there. Um, yeah. Huh. Sorry. Hi. Let myself go off on a thought tangent there. Well, that's about it for us today. I'm glad to be back in podcasting. I'm going to be trying to do these a lot more regularly. I am not going to hold myself to a schedule yet because I'm still writing and playing around with a lot of things. But I will say, if you want to ensure that these keep coming to you, comment, like, subscribe, share, let people know about it. Let me know that you're listening. You know, I do look at our download numbers and I'm amazed at how many people have stayed loyal to me over the years. And I hear your voices asking me to do more shows. And I really want to do more shows. I like this a lot. I kind of look at this as this is my fandom cleansing period. This is my therapy session with you guys that helps me get through the rest of my workday. So I, I do intend to keep doing these. But if you would like to help support me and help make it easier for me to be you know, doing the podcasts and we've set up a new YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash project shadow video, where you can see my face talking about things. Um, I'm trying to do at least two videos a week over there on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, because you guys have asked me to do YouTube videos. I, I'm also working on a lot of work over at our and all that. So I, I'm working on a lot. Plus, um, as a lot of you know, we bought a restaurant. So I would like to ask you um, if you are interested in supporting the work that I do and helping to keep it free for everyone for all time. And by that, I actually mean the books too. I'm hoping to get to a place where I can just give everything away because I would rather live like that. I set up a Patreon account over at patreon.com slash cedorset. That's Dorset with two T's, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You can find a link over at projectshadow.com if you forget. And what Patreon is, is it's kind of an everlasting Kickstarter where you can donate so much a month. I mean, you can do as little as a buck a month if you can afford it or as much as you want, as much as you can afford. I've set up reward levels over there for different things that I can get that I'll give away and give to you guys at different, at different levels of contribution. And I'm going to be working really hard to make this work. I think that this is this is the way I would rather do what I do, make the stories free-for-all and kind of live off of you guys' patronage. And I hope that you guys feel that I'm worthy of that. So if you can head over there and just sign up, you will get rewards, you will get inside knowledge about different things. Um, those reward levels are not set in stone. I'm kind of trying this out because I don't know what's going to be kind of common average and according to their best pro, you know, their best practices, 
you should look at various levels and start with some very, very small ones up to very, very big ones just to give people a hint that, you know, they can give you any amount that they want. Um, that is an ongoing every month. If you sign up now, you won't actually be charged till the beginning of next month. They do the, their charges at the beginning of every month, but it would help me out a lot and it would help me to continue what I'm doing without having to worry about doing all the advertising and the marketing that gets in the way and keeps me from doing podcasts and things of that nature. So if you would, please consider, thoughtfully consider um, becoming a patron of mine over at patreon.com slash cedorset. And again, you can find links to that and everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun ride together. Talk to you again really soon, hopefully tomorrow, but at least, if not, if not before then, I'll talk to you on the social networks. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Google+. Again, you can find links to all that at projectshadow.com. I'll talk to you guys later. Have the fun. Bye.